So yes, negative twelve decibels is where we yeah. gotta be at. Is that? I mean, that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's that's close for me. You speak. Yeah, that's pretty close for me. What about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's decibels. pretty close. That's pretty close for me. What so, about you? So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> Welcome to Dorky and Desperate, your place for all things fantasy and sci-fi. I am your host, Jason, along with my co-host, Travis. Hi! Yay. I'm super happy, because I don't have to edit. Yay! <laughs> I'm super happy, too, because I'm high on life. You could have just ended it after the high. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'll edit the rest of it out. <laughs> no, no, that's when... That's at the end, right? The end credit thing. We, uh, that's when we put that in there. Yeah, there's not going to be an end credit. I have to edit three of these in a row. <laughs> there's going to be no end credit in the in the next three episodes. <laughs> the, see, this is why Jason needs to continue to edit until he learns <laughs> how the importance of end credits. Yeah, it's like uh, the old good saying of <laughs> beatings will stop when morale improves. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> it's essentially uh-huh. that, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Travis, what are we covering today? What does your magic crystal eight ball slash tricorder tell you today? <laughs> don't, don't be alarmed, Jason. Yeah, 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 yeah. I may have sold it for drug money for crack actually to pay off my debtors uh we're bringing that back baby whoa debtors <laughs> yeah that's such that, a that's, like that's, old that's, that's like english five episodes, way. right debtors uh i love that word debtors uh-huh uh, i gambling debt you know yeah i had to sell it off and because of that i don't actually know what the episode number is but we are watching we watched and now we're talking about the last episode of the Lord of the Rings, uh, the, the the Rings of Power, <laughs> Lord uh, of the Rings, the, rings the of Tolkien power. Rings of Power, blah, 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 season one finale, huzzah, huzzah! I don't know what the name is either for it's episode eight. I don't really care what the name is, honestly. You gotta you gotta be creative. That's that's how people come in and tune in. I literally watched it twice, and I still couldn't tell you what the name of the episode is oh i'm thought we're talking about we're trying to figure out a name for this podcast oh, episode oh oh uh uh rings of power uh i don't know i'm thinking it's like something power rangers or something like that you uh-huh. know what i mean like it's the double cross time. uh no event. it's morphin time oh that would work for this episode because we literally had like two morphs in this and then a big reveal it's uh, Morbin time. We're bringing it back. <laughs> We're bringing that meme back. It's Morbin hey. time. It's a dead meme. but <laughs> Not dead in our hearts. Yeah. Uh-huh. We are in the boomer generation yeah. for memes now, baby. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to be, as usual, covering spoilers for it. Spoilers. If you don't want to be spoiled on this episode, as always, go and watch the episode and come back. Uh... And we are going to dive into this hot, steamy, smelly mm-hmm. episode. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. overall, general, what would you say? How would you view this episode? Not in a point wise, but like generally, did you like 
So general, acting, general the thoughts, environment, general yeah, thoughts. We yeah. should probably do on the episode, and then we should probably do as a series as a whole. We'll do that at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I thought the directing mm-hmm. and the cinematography was really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was very impressed by the directing in this episode. It's probably one of my favorite episodes from a directing point of view. Thought there were a lot of like interesting things done on film with it. Like how Eminem would like morph into Nori. Yes, or, it's yeah, Eminem. It's totally like after you said that, I watched this episode like, yeah, that's Eminem right there. Yep. He's, I don't care what that person's name is. Does not matter. In Pretty my sure head that's canon, a girl that's too, Eminem. I think. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, so like Eminem's character transformation from Nori and, and, and Gandalf, I think. Can you agree now? This is Gandalf. Saruman. No. You're, Saruman. Just, you're just trolling right now. <laughs> I was super happy when they were like, it's you, Sauron. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I, I knew it. <laughs> so that's going to be one of the things that I'm going to, uh, you're going to hear me complain about is, is that, but I do think by far the weakest part is still the writing. Uh, mm-hmm. For this, I like the other stuff. I think the other stuff is really good, and not all of the writing is. Bad. Was it better because there was no Southlands? And <laughs> it was better because there was no Southlands in it. Um, first of all, let me just say the people who create these sets. I was thinking about this as I was watching through it the last time. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job of just creating this magical world. Like yep. when um, I was really struck by the the elven sets Mm -hmm. in this and even that pawn thing that shows up a couple of times in this episode i was like this is just such a beautiful magical place to live i think they did a really good job with that to be honest well sometimes when they're shown like the city or the buildings Mm -hmm. i was like okay now we're at numenor but it'd be like we're at the elven place i'm like okay we're at the elven place but then they'd be like we're at numenor kind of thing yeah so it kind of makes sense also because the elves gifted them that place I'm well yeah sure well, there's a lot of elven, like art and architecture yeah. in it so i wonder if the elves helped built it mm-hmm. you know and maybe that's why it looks so similar to each other yeah i don't know what that place was that the elves were in i just called it elf town in my head yeah also they're in like a tower which i think is a stupid place for like a forge, forge? yeah i thought the same thing because uh, there's like one scene where you see elrond climbing the stairs and you're like Dang, that's a lot of stairs. Uh huh. Like you're like, getting your workout you, in just also, going could up there. Also, you imagine if it just overflowed and all this molten stuff came down the stairs, kind of. Thing. Well, yeah, and just from a practical level, all the heavy stuff you have to lift yeah. up there, like, and it's yeah, and all the heavy stuff on a top floor. Yeah, that's that's a stupid place, but whatever. You know, it's Elfland. They got the same people. Yeah. No, they got a same a similar company to what the UNSC got for building their buildings. <laughs> That's true. I still remember the lack of railings in the Halo show. The design of, we're going to have the spy room right next, next to, to the room we're spying on. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. But, uh, yeah. So, I, I think there's a lot of good things about this show. I And I'm really struck with like some of the performances in it, I think, are really good. But I think there's just some issues with like the decision making and some of the dialogues that they have mm-hmm. in it. I think some of the dialogue's kind of bad. And also the decision making. Like I think in in hindsight the reveal of Sauron shouldn't have taken this long because you have to drag it out of like and just I don't know, it it becomes cheesy with it. So let's I don't know, what were your thoughts? I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Did you like it? 
Yeah, I liked it. I like definitely like the scenes. There was lots of beautiful scenes. Yeah. Um, I think I hate to say this honestly. I was talking about it earlier, but I think it's elevated because the Southlands wasn't any focus on it really. I agree that helped. Um, which I think sucks. Honestly, Southlands was so stupid. I was listening to I listened to the Angry Joe show, and. I, I like the, a lot of the points that they make, although I do think that they get too like fired up and angry. Well, I guess it's the Angry Joe show, right? But mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I think like, eh, you can probably just chill. Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but the Chill Joe show. Yeah, the Chill Joe <laughs> show. That would actually be really funny if somebody did that just to spoof off the Angry Joe show. But uh, overall, though, I really enjoy listening to them. But um, he made a really good point on the their review was that the Southlands you had one tiny village and that was all you ever got to see of the Southlands there was no world building in the Mm -hmm. Southlands that was a great opportunity to build that area because you're You're never going to see see it it again again. yeah Yeah, it's Mordor it's just Mordor after that right Uh at least that's what the person wrote in crayon on the top of the left (laughs) corner of the screen told me you know like Whatever PBS show that had the end thing and there was just someone riding on chalkboard. <laughs> yeah, it's. I still think that's dope. But, uh, so, like, that's super disappointing. And then is that village supposed to represent all of the Southlands? Like, come on, that's a joke. Not only that, but they had this thing that happened in Game of Thrones where, like, in Game of Thrones, uh, the, the Khaleesi, I'm blanking on her name now, she had the... Dothraki and the Unsullied mm-hmm. and they kept just getting massacred over and over again and you would see like really small amounts remaining but then in other scenes you would see like thousands of them and it's like well which is it like are do you not have a lot or do you have a lot because it happens in this where like people are slaughtered everybody's dying it's just a tiny village mm-hmm. that they saved and then like you look as they're leaving the camp last episode and it looks like there are thousands of them. It's like, mm-hmm. well, where did all these people come from? I, that was also a problem with the orcs too, honestly. Yeah. Because um, before the tower got attacked, it looked out and there was tons. Tons of them, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. there was definitely not that amount at all when there was fighting going on. No, not at all. I mean, I'm sure that the tower collapsing did some damage but not do that, that much, much. Yeah. yeah it wasn't uh-huh. that big of a fort to mm-hmm. be honest uh, it was kind of a small one uh yeah so i mean i agree that the south the absence of the southlands helped with it but i don't know i just i think i fund i just the whole misdirection thing of gandalf being sauron I think it was just Saruman overplayed. being Sauron. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I really wish my theory of who Sauron was was true because I would have the Brown no, is no. Sauron. <laughs> the random like meat butcher guy from the village. <laughs> it would fit like me smack on the menu, boys. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, well, what are you going to do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but... I don't know. I, I think it just detracted and dragged out the show. Um, and I don't know. Anyways, let's dive into the episode. So the scene opens up on Gandalf. He's laying on the ground. It's a close-up of his eye, and you see him looking at the rain. That was a really good shot. Uh, and he he gets up, and he walks out, and he's holding the apple. And he remembers Nora telling him, that he's good and not a peril, which is really important in this episode because there's a big moment for Gandalf where mm-hmm. he, Saruman. 
quotes <laughs> quotes that line from Nori that like I'm good kind of thing. Uh so No, no, you shall die. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um essentially what happens is Eminem lures him into a trap. Uh and I hated this because they're like, Oh, you're Sauron. Um and I thought, oh, this is so stupid, like He's obviously not. No, Sauron. no. Every uh, at that point, I now know. But at that point, I was like, it all makes sense. You were all a bunch of idiots. What, he was. <laughs> Did in you really fire. think that? Do you really? I think- was. I was like, I was. I should have kept my original thought that it because was because a branch fell on a kid because the kid not got because, too close. Not because of that, but because the the crater he created had fire that was implied to be evil. Because fire. he literally descended from the heavens and hit the atmosphere like yeah he probably was on fire no it's not that it was fire but in the very first episode when the yeah he puts out the fire right like the same way that like no 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 what 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 what? uh the elven patrol went into that ice place right Mm -hmm. and they were wondering why their fire was not keeping them warm and it's because the place was so evil that it makes fire cold Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. yeah. And when the Hobbit, the Harfoot, touched, touched the it. fire, it was cold. It, it was cold. So Sauron. That's there, ergo, this must be Sauron. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like, logic would dictate. Except there's one major problem with that. What? Sauron's already been on Middle Earth for thousands of years. There's no way he just descended out of the sky. That's tr- also true. But they also those. The M&M's group also <laughs> yeah. believed that there was some sort of like veil on him kind of and thing. And they're, they're not wrong about that. There is a veil. There on is him. a veil on him. But, but they, th- they, they should have known if they've been worshiping Sauron that he's been here the whole time. He didn't just you, descend from the heavens out of nowhere. They're not the faithful. The faithful are all waiting for him at some like town or something like, oh, what's Sauron getting back? <laughs> well, they're like, nah, we're going to find him. Well, that's funny because for me, my experience with it was I groaned when I'm like, oh, Lord Sauron, you're back. And it's like, oh, God, no, not this. Because nothing in his character would actually suggest that he's any threat to anybody. Like, Which is think the about perfect, the way. It would have been awesome because the veil, once again, he's like, I'm a good guy kind of thing. And then he, and then he does the maybe like the. Um, uh, Frozen, the Kristoff thing about how he whispers essentially to Nori's ear, uh, there's no one that loved you or whatever, whatever. I don't remember what a Kristoff exactly says to the, one of the sisters, but like, if only someone loved you kind of thing. And then backstabs that's in Frozen. Oh, <laughs> and then, oh. and then that's what Sauron, which is actually Saruman, actually Gandalf would say to Nori when he realizes he's Sauron. That's when she would die kind of thing or get stabbed in the back. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, everything that you see about him, like all the bad stuff is usually just accidents. And then you see him going Uh out of his way to like help people. Mm -hmm. That's not Sauron's character. Even if he had a veil on him, there's still like your core character. Nah, man, his core character was good. Sauron would never trudge through the mud carrying a halfling wagon. (laughs) Like that just wouldn't be (laughs) 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 Sauron. 
So it was good at one point, man. And then he turned evil. That's, no, all he was to, that's what I was trying to Ever get to. Ever since he was on Earth, he always followed Vorgon. Yeah, but at one point he wasn't on Earth, was he? <laughs> yeah, he was a spirit in the void. Yeah, yeah. He could have been good then. We don't know that. <laughs> Sauron did nothing wrong. <laughs> oh, stop it. Sauron did a lot wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, so whatever. I'm he glad made it the surprised unemployment you. rate and Mordor <laughs> zero. <laughs> well, Southland zero, actually. He just removed Southland. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I want, I'm happy that it surprised you. It did not surprise me, and I, it made me feel frustrated watching it because I knew very well that that was not Sauron. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so we see a cool shot of Halbrin and Galadriel riding to Elfland, um, wherever, whatever that's called. I don't know. I thought it was London, but then they were like, no, you're going to Linden. <laughs> and then they were like, no, you're going to Linden. And so I'm like, well, I guess it's not Linden then. Mm -hmm. uh, so wherever they're at, uh, they meet up with Calabrimbor and Elrond, who are in the middle of having a conversation, they're talking about how they're out of time. Which, again, that's another decision that kind of bothers me about this show, is if you're going to implement that the elves are running out of time, it kind of bothers me that Elrond doesn't find out until the very last second of it that he's, like, losing his life force. Mm -hmm. And then, like, suddenly, like, we've we've got days now. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was silly because wouldn't Elrond know that ahead of time? Yeah. And elves live thousands of years. So I was thinking, oh, it's urgent for them. For them, right? But yeah. it's really, like, years away uh -huh. kind of thing. But they're, Like, they're going to, like, it's kind of like they're stuck at the age of 20 and now they're going to start aging kind of thing. Yeah, they're, like, human. from 20 to 90 in, like, two days. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just thought, that's really dumb. Like, if you're going to do it, Okay, you're making up your own lore uh, at that point, but you don't have the rights. Apparently, you're right. I, I looked it up. Uh, they don't have the rights to Silmarillion. Which is stupid. Which is very dumb. I agree. Uh, and that's why they're having to make up this dumb stuff for it. Uh, but if you're going to do it, just have it from the beginning. Set tension and stakes. Don't just ham fist this from left field and say like, oh, and by the way, you're running out of time and everybody's going to die. Like, What? It just seems so out of left field. Oh, by the way, uh, we have like two days left. And Seriously, we're like we're gonna die in those two days. No biggie, by the way. Just, just, just get, just get us back our life, please. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if I was losing my life force, I would notice that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, like getting winded going upstairs. Like I never got that happen before. Yeah. What's going on here? Right. Uh, so that that really does bother me. But anyway, they're talking about how they're out of time. And Galadriel shows up, and they ask for help, which still annoys me, right? That uh, Halbrand, with this mortal wound, is riding probably days, if not with no weeks. no nights. It was yeah. like nine days or something, she said, with no sleep or no rest. Yeah, and like he lives through that. I'm like, well, the wound couldn't have been that bad if you, know, if you can go through nine days of that. Because uh, riding on horseback is actually pretty hard on the body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, Elrond tells her that he should have trusted her, and she encourages Elrond to not give up. It was very poetic, maybe a little over-dramatized, but whatever. Uh, Lord of the Rings is a little dramatic 
Mm-hmm. Man, it can't be dramatic. Oh my gosh. I know. Right? What is this? A show? Yeah. Come on. A dramatization? <laughs> Speak like real people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Calibrimor meets Halbrand, and Halbrand lays it on thick on Calibrimor. Uh, he's like, oh man. Oh, is Calabrimbo here? He's like the best ever. He's a pretty cool dude. I yeah, wish I could I would, meet him. I would love to get his autograph, but uh-huh. jumped in. Uh-huh. My master <laughs> told me that he was the greatest smith in all the land. Yeah. I won't mention who my master is, but yeah, my yeah. master definitely said he was a great smith. Yeah. I, I, I'm now just put that together. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that. Because I, I heard somebody else say it, and I'm like, yeah, it's him. Because, uh, well, we'll get to it later, but when it's revealed, but. Anyways, uh, Halbrand sees... Oh, wait. So, Celebrimbor talks about the jewels and how they were meant to capture the essence of the Valar because those jewels are eventually going to be used. Um, Halbrand sees the mithrils and just recommends combining alloys to amplify the quality of the mithril. And he calls it a gift and kind of does a little wink at him kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's like something referenced in like the Cimmerillion or something like that, but whatever it seemed a little out of place but what's annoying to me about that is Kelamit Brembor whatever his name is right he is the best smith in all the land right Mm -hmm. like he is a master of this craft Mm -hmm. there is nobody better than him he literally made the sun right yep he never thought about combining alloys He's a prideful, stinking elf. I mean, I feel like that's like a basic thing in smithing. Stinking pride in elves. What? That's like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, see, that to me is where like the writing just starts to falter. Is these things don't make sense mm-hmm. with it when mm-hmm. you actually like stop. If you're just like shoving popcorn in your mouth and like, oh, look at this. Oh, Which look at is that. what I like to do. <laughs> yeah. I like to turn off my brain during this Yeah, stuff. okay. So I do too. But also when I'm doing this, I'm putting on my critic hat, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love going to I love going to a movie and just shoving popcorn in my mouth and mm-hmm. have, having good And some movies I do that. Like the, the Marvel movies, I've long just decided to put away my, my critic hat when I go into these movies movies because they're just meant for popcorn fun that's yep. all they are none of them are gonna win awards they're no just... no and if they do it's going to be technical awards mm-hmm. it's never going to be like the story or the the acting but uh so anyways we we switch to the old king of numenor and asferion or whatever his name is and asferion has a bunch of um, artists there because he knows the king's going to die and he wants them to capture the king's likeness so they Is, can immortalize him Does he have a bunch of artists there? Stone. But does he have like a bunch of apprentices, artists there? I don't know. That's what it sounded like to me. Like, we're going to have a bunch of artists here, but I've selected you apprentice, apprentices to uh, have an hour to try to make one yourself too. Oh, well, re- regardless. I don't... Mm-hmm. It could have been that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but... Asildur's sister is there, and I, I don't remember her name, and I don't even know if they referenced her name in this episode. I watched it twice, I and I know. still don't know what her name is. So I don't even think they... Because when the king talks to her, he thinks he's talking to his daughter, so mm-hmm. he doesn't reference her name in that either. But and she, then he does uh, Ben Kenobi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wait, never mind. He actually got up. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. He just didn't disappear. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she draws... She's drawing him, and then like 
goes over to like wipe his mouth or something and the king starts talking to her as if it was his daughter which is very funny because in game of thrones house of dragons there's a very similar scene where the king is dying Uh uh and as uh he's dying he uh starts talking to somebody else and confusing them as his daughter Uh which is super weird that like both the shows kind of do that but as usual house of dragons does it way better than um how brings the power rude. <laughs> it's true like you haven't watched the show watch the show and you will know for a fact house of dragons is way better than lord of the rings um so i'll get right on my ship for that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. start sailing so the king says i know what you've been doing at all hours of the night when you thought i was asleep there is still time to warn you if the old ways aren't soon restored our island will fall. Mm-hmm. She calls for help, which again, poor writing because literally no one is around. You cannot convince me the monarch of your entire kingdom, as he's laying on his deathbed, doesn't, doesn't have, have a guard or someone. Nearby. Yeah, attendants surrounding him at all times to meet his needs. Mm-hmm. Like you just literally just dipped out and had a sandwich down in the kitchen yeah while your king lays dying mm-hmm. that no i don't buy that uh, so that's that's bad writing to me when i i see that again but they have to have people away in order for him to reveal to her the secret passage with the seeing stone in it and if people are there then he can't do that mm-hmm. so it's just it's for the sake of the plot um and so anyways he opens the door Tells her to go up, and she finds the seeing. She finds the seeing stone, uh, and I assume she looks in it. Although that's kind of where they leave it; they never mm-hmm. go back to her. And don't those all those like corrupt people at some point if they use it too much? Well, not originally, because they were used in once the kingdom of Gondor is established. They were actually used to communicate with each other because there were like two kings ruling at the same time. Okay, and they used that to communicate with each other. But Sauron definitely did start corrupting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, with it um, and there are even in this time there are seeing stones that are unaccounted for mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so we switch to the high king um, one king for all of middle earth uh, Celebrimbor says that he's going to make a crown because uh, it has to be a circle you see because a circle the power is just going to cycle in on itself. And the more just it cycles, like two mirrors. Yeah. With the sun. Yeah. And the, and the more it cycles, the stronger it gets. So we got to make it a circle, but it's, it's going to be a big circle though. So we're going to do a crown. We all know where this is headed, right? Did you know where this was headed when he was talking about a crown? No. Okay. I what, did. what What is it heading to? It's heading to the rings. Oh, that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was thinking like there's some sort of crown that you were referencing. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah. It's heading to the rings. Yeah. Uh, it's originally going to be a crown, uh, and you know, props to the king because it's like, oh, this is going to be super powerful, and we're going to hand hand it to you. And the king's like, nah, we don't have time for that, dog. Like everybody's literally dying, like tonight or something like that. You know, something ridiculous like that. We got to get people out now. It's like they gave him three months to make the ring (laughs) or the crown that eventually came into rings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's weird. Um. Was it? Because it was it three months. It yeah, felt they, like a they, day. It they, literally they, felt like they one day. Erebor uh, uh, came up to the king and was like, "Come on, man, give us some time." Like, 
you owe me kind of thing. And then he's like, I don't owe you nothing. I don't and then he's jack. like, just do it for me, please. And then <laughs> like, he's okay. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's a really strong argument. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, you know, I think I remember them saying that, but watching it, it literally felt like all of this happened in uh-huh. a day. Uh-huh. There, it I understand felt that. like no passage of time at all. I mean, they're elves, so, you know. I mean, they, yeah, they, but, they look like they passed But I'm time. not an elf, so, like, you need to communicate the passage of time to me. They've always got that spring, autumn, summer thing going on in their lands, don't they? They've got all this nice stuff that time yeah, stands yeah. still for elves. So that's why they're prideful. And that's why elves suck. Dwarves are better. Humans are better. Elves go down. Vote for me for new president of Numenor. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. You would do my... well. You would do well in Numenor, actually. Right? I could stir the masses. (laughs) Yeah, actually, that is your gift, Travis. You know how to stir the pot. (laughs) You you can stir the pot better than anyone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's a politician in there somewhere. I know it. I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah, Elrond convinces him. But Galadriel hears the comment that Galadriel made about um, power over flesh, and she's like, "Where'd you hear that from? Yes. Did you hear from Halbrand?" And she immediately becomes suspicious of Halbrand, even though at this point Halbrand has done nothing wrong, and is really only quoting Adar mm-hmm. at this point. Why would he quote the enemy, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point right there. So she immediately becomes suspicious of Halbrand, even though she's kind of in love with Halbrand. Yeah. Um, they used half of the stone. Did you notice that? They only used half of the mithril piece that they had. They chipped it in half. I kind of thought that was, it looked to me honestly like it was the mithril part and then a piece of stone was attached. Oh, so you thought that but they that just didn't chipped make sense to me also because it looked like it was only mithril in every other scene before that, too. Yeah, I assumed it was all mithril and that they only used half of it and they're wanting to do something else like with the other half. There's a distinct difference between the chip they chipped off and the mithril itself. Hmm. so i don't know yeah maybe they're just like god to bait yeah i don't know uh, to me it looked like the original mithril but maybe <gasps> no he took that halibrand took that part he managed to convince them to chip off a little bit because you're not gonna need that much man and then he i makes... don't think that happened we don't see it happen but oh you think uh, it happened like off camera yeah because he needs one ring well eventually you know, spoilers for season two here, so skip ahead like 15 seconds if you don't want to hear it. But he he makes it to Numenor, and he starts manipulating them. He's, he comes disguised as an elf mm-hmm. to, to Numenor. So, or they capture him and bring him to Numenor. I forget which, but he gets to Numenor. He's currently at the end of this episode, though, in Mordor. Correct, mm-hmm. which we'll get there. Um, so anyways, uh, she starts talking to... How or she talks to this random elf who's like a librarian, I guess, and she's like, "Tell me more about the Southlanders' king's bloodline and blah blah blah." And he's like, "Well, our records are blah blah blah. Our well, records check. are spotty and possible. The yeah. Jedi records are never spotty. Perhaps yeah. someone deleted them." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Um, so the librarian goes off to see if they can find any records and. She starts talking to Halbrand, and my wife, who like knows very little about Lord of the Rings, like turned to me and was like, "Is Halbrand threatening her? Like he's acting very shady all of a sudden." Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and he does like the way he smiles and talks it's like very suspicious looking mm-hmm. uh and yeah i don't know yeah. so it switches mm-hmm. to back to eminem again and they're rapping to gandalf about how he saw a rap battle yeah <laughs> <laughs> eminem lo- loses to gandalf saruman radagast the brown <laughs> <laughs> they're actually all one people and then lightning bolt strikes and they just split into three there nah man they, they there has to be they all start they all enter so that we've seen the harfoots we're mm-hmm. gonna see two different other groups of hobbits and they're all gonna like one separate group of hobbits and they're gonna have to be, split their body so that they could be with the other hobbits. And that's why this one is Saruman, because Saruman likes the Harfoots. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, they tell Gandalf that a veil was placed on him by the ones who sent him, and that he has to go east to get the veil removed to a place called Rune, um, because apparently the stars that he's looking for, mm-hmm. they can only be spotted in the east. Uh, Where... All of in the beginning of the season, they're like all the orcs kind of just left, kind of thing, and they they mention Eminem's group and mentions that that's where we're all living. What in is the in east. Did they go? Did all the orcs go east? Yeah, that's what that because they were all oh. disappeared and they sent scouts everywhere trying to find them. I just assumed they were in hiding. I didn't think that they went east. I'm pretty sure they went east. I think east. there's... I might be wrong. If you go east, there are, there are men east. Mm-hmm. And Sauron, um, Morgoth and Sauron disappear for long periods of time because they're corrupting the men of the east. Mm-hmm. And then they come back. That's why, like in um, Lord of the Rings, you see the men fighting on behalf of Sauron. It's because those are the men of the east that have been corrupted. And so they go grow up worshiping both Morgoth and Sauron as gods, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought the the scene was directed very well. You have like Gandalf, right? Because they have to try to convince you that he is Sauron, so he has to like have a dark moment, right? Uh-huh. Uh, even though the subtitles sell yells in pain like he's in pain right now mm-hmm. um, not yelling in anger yeah nothing like that he's just in pain mm-hmm. and he doesn't know how to control the magic or the emotions that he's experiencing because of that veil um so eminem knocks him out because gandalf can't control his powers and they're like you know what this is our lord and king let's bind him up right let's just tie him up right because that's what we do mm-hmm. to lords and kings we tie him up uh, and while they're doing that, uh, the Harfoots, the Harfoots, the good uh-huh. old Harfoots, yep. uh, they have found Gandalf. Saruman riding a Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say that, you're going to fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At that point, we can't be wrong. We already knew who it was. Yeah, it was yeah, Saruman yeah. Gandalf riding a Don't forget the two blue. <laughs> nah, they're, they're over in the east trying to uncorrupt everyone. They're going to yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've already. Um, uh-huh. So, <laughs> I thought this was so stupid. <laughs> what they like, we're going to rescue Gandalf, right? Mm-hmm. And... If you watch the scene carefully, you can tell that Eminem and his crew already know that they're there watching him mm-hmm. uh, because one of them says what's wrong uh, right before it switches over to the Harfoots. That was like your clue that they were aware of it. Yeah. It's like decent setup for like the scene that follows, but um, <clears throat> one of the Harfoots makes a hooting noise like an owl mm-hmm. in the middle of the night 
in the middle of the forest. Mm-hmm. And two of Eminem's crew immediately become suspicious, draw their knives, and go charging into the forest. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, have you never heard an owl? No, they haven't. They burn everything <laughs> yeah. that's living around them. They have not heard an owl. <laughs> but I just thought that was so odd. Like, that's your response to an owl? I feel like an owl hooting is a very They're common evil thing. They were like, how dare you think you're better than me, but, bird? But the way the scene plays out is it makes it look like the Harfoots hooted like an owl intentionally to make them suspicious. But in my head, I'm like, that is not a suspicious thing to hear an owl hoot. You hoot like an owl to communicate across distance to other people without uh, the people you're watching knowing. Mm-hmm. So I th- that just didn't make any sense to me. Harfoots are stupid. <laughs> well, these guys are stupid too, is my point. Eminem's crew is like stupid. Mm-hmm. And the Harfoots are stupid for believing them. <laughs> um, like, because they go up to Gandalf, Saruman, Radagast, the Brown, <laughs> yeah. and they start untying him, and the person who hooted finds Saruman, Ra- Radagast, Radagast, the Brown, Brown Gandalf, Gandalf. <laughs> and yeah. there he's, she's like, oh, no, and uh, the person who was pretending... Back on the mic, please. To be, uh, repeat, you're going to need to repeat that all over again. Eminem, who's pretending to be... Uh, Gandalf Saruman Radagast the Brown uh, tr- is the one tied up and yeah. so they start untying him and one of the uh, one of his crew one of his gang just comes in and like throws a knife at uh, the older guy Sadok Sadok and I'm like alright we're gonna have someone dying I now. know that's what I thought that's too that's good honestly yeah. why are all these and we find out later he's pretty okay for the most part and then he well, dies weird. later on well, yeah it's weird like he's like running around acting okay yeah, and, and then, then he's, he's like, like all right now i'm, I'm gonna die <laughs> yeah i'm dead <laughs> and like literally oh, seconds later he dies <laughs> it's uh-huh. like super weird but we'll get into that uh but yeah it's a trap uh mm-hmm. sadok sacrifices himself so nori can try to escape but i do like so the reason why I say it's morphin time is because I actually thought the scenes were like Eminem morphs back into himself. Mm-hmm. It was very well done. Yep, I thought it was yep, very cool yep. visually. He did that there and he did that with Nord. Yeah. Yeah. Trick he pretended Gandalf, to be Nord. Gandalf, Saruman, Radagast the Brown. Brown. Yeah, exactly. Gandalf, Saruman, Radagast the Brown. Gandalf, Saruman, Radagast the Brown. Gandalf, Saruman, Radagast the Brown. Gotta do the Johnny Brown. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Gandalf comes out of the woods and, uh, he's ticked and then there's this really cool wizard battle actually way better done than what you see in the movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Gandalf's like twisted in the air and essentially like thrown and like his back cracks against like a tree and, and you think he's down and out. Which I would be if you did that to me. I'm pretty yep. sure I'd be dead at that point. Uh, I would definitely try to pretend I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Anything I do now is actually going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Play dead, play dead, uh, play dead. <laughs> yeah. But of course, before he can like kill Gandalf, the Harfoots, it reminded me of the Ewoks and like the Stormtroopers uh-huh. where like they start, <laughs> where they start throwing rocks and like the Stormtroopers are like, ah, our armor does nothing. And like, they were like completely overwhelmed by the rocks being like, mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. just thrown against them. That's like exactly what happened here. They start throwing rocks and 
Eminem's like, ah, rocks, you know. And then he takes fire to his hands, yeah, which yep, yep. actually makes sense now why his hands are like charred, d- charred, yeah, because he uses his hands as like places to hold fire and then spew the fire out like a breath. Yeah, I called that a carny magic trick. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you see that in carnivals where they'll like shoot fire, except they usually have a stick. They don't yeah, have yeah, a fire yeah. well, on I their mean, head. Yeah, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and so he starts burning up the forest. Uh, Gandalf wakes up. Nori somehow has a staff. I'm not sure how she got that, but uh, she is like, "Here, take the staff." And he's like, "No, get away from me! Like, I'm bad. I'm a bad guy." Yeah, because at this point, he still thinks he's Sauron. He's bad. He's bad. He's really, really bad. Uh, and Nori's like, "No, you're not a peril. You're good." Who decides that? You decide yeah. if you're good or bad. Right. And then you can't have someone else kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Hitler smiles in his sleep because he knew he was good all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we get a scene where Gandalf, uh, he has his staff and he basically, it's revealed like you see the fire in Eminem's hand and then you see the fire go away and then you see Gandalf and he has the staff and he's like just taking away all the fire that's mm-hmm. everywhere with it and you see like he's he's ready to play um, and then he speaks very Gandalfy mm-hmm. and he says from the shadows you came from the shadows I bid you to return and then he like does this magic. Uh, Don't they and- also say he's not Sauron he's one of the yeah yeah of the kind of thing. like iris iris or something like that uh and so he shoots his light they all turn into moths i think yeah they looked like they were turning at one point look kind of look like they're ring wraiths yeah it did it reminded me a little bit of that yeah yeah Yeah. but they all turned into like moths or like small butterflies yeah you know it's interesting because one of the motifs that they had for villains is white Mm -hmm. like there's a very common thing if you see orcs they're dressed in white these Mm -hmm. guys they're dressed in white which is you know, it's not very common for villains. No, they they're usually dressed in black, so I think that was very intentionally done mm-hmm. to I don't know, maybe that's how the villains see themselves is as good. They don't see themselves of are we the baddies. Yeah, maybe. Uh it'd be interesting to hear somebody talk more about that that's worked on the show. Um so yeah, they all turn into magic moths and just kind of disappear. Uh Everyone hogs, and Sadok's like, oh, yeah, I'm dying. I forgot about that. And he's he sits down, and he's like, again, this is stuff that super annoys me because it's just poor writing. Uh, and this, I think, was weaker in the directing, too. He says he wants to sit down and watch the sunrise. So they literally sit down, and two seconds later, the sun pops up, and two seconds later, he closes his eye and, and dies. Meanwhile, Gandalf, Saruman, Radagast the Brown is just stand, sitting over to the side like what is going on essentially yeah. like if it shows a back shot of them all looking and it just shows like Gandalf ratting us like, the brown star I'm like what is going on yeah just kind of off on the side yeah. yeah I just thought that was I mean I like Sadok I thought he was a cool character uh I'm glad that they killed him off just so that there's mm-hmm. actually some stakes into this mm-hmm. but I just thought the death was poorly executed uh with it Mm-hmm. which i don't know it's just weird to me like 
I just want to watch the sunrise. Okay, boom. Here's the sun. Boom. You're dead. Let's get you killed real quick. Yeah, because we got to move this plot along. We We only got 60 minutes here. Come on, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, You know, just, I don't know. Took away from it for me. About one thing I did like that's connected to that scene is as you see the sunrise there and Sadak dies, you switch over to the ship, which you also see the sun rising, communicating that it's the same day, the same morning. Roughly the same time. Okay, okay, uh, okay. And you see the Numenorians on the boat. Uh, you go under the ship, the queen and the captain, they're talking. She's like, look, I understand you lost your son. I understand if you need to leave duty given this loss. And the captain, this is one thing that annoys me that this show does a lot, uh, where like somebody will make a comment to somebody like, hey, I understand like you lost your job. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. And then the person starts talking about something completely different and not acknowledging what the first person just said. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I'm sorry you lost your job. Yeah, it's really a shame what happened to Bill. And the reason why I did that with Bill, it's like, oh, well, can we just acknowledge that you lost your job? Mm-hmm. Um, but he eventually he makes his way around just kind of long-winded. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he starts talking about Galadriel and taking responsibility for the choices that he made. And I was surprised by this because eventually he says that he's going to continue his course, even though the cost is high, which last episode, they really set it up to make it look like he was like done and over yeah. with this. Um, I don't know they, why she wears the bandana though, because there's nothing visually wrong with her eyes. True. But they could get away with, her eyes are healing kind of thing and maybe stall the idea that she's blind for a little longer maybe because it's look honestly looks like the crew at least some of the crew might know she's blind they all have to know she's blind she's wearing the bandana in front of them yeah but like actually can't see even with the bandana off like maybe they think her eyes are healing or something like that Maybe, but if that was the case, they never communicated that. That's just you, your yeah. brain filling in missing yeah. information, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They never communicated that in the show, so I'm inclined not to believe that unless they directly communicate that in the oh, show. Yeah. And then they show these ships in the harbor. <laughs> yeah, 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 the good old harbor. Which, whose ships were those? Because they weren't Numenor's ships. I thought they were Numenor. I don't were they think not? they were. Because they had the black um, flags, which I think signified that the king was dead. Because you oh. see him all over the city, too. You see the black okay. flags. And that's why she's like, Captain, what do you see? And he doesn't answer because he knows it means that her father just died. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you don't see her mourn for her father either. It literally just cuts off mm-hmm. from there. Uh, so we have no idea how she's going to I honestly thought those were like... <laughs> an invading force or something like that honestly or like a different f- naval fleet no, not of Numenor. because after she asks and you see the flags it cuts over and you see the king dead in his bed oh okay. yeah and you see asferon staring staring at the king deep in thought and then it just kind of cuts away from that uh so everything's it's not even a good ending for the season it's just like the telling story you, man, stops telling you man the episode before would have been a good place I, to end. I actually agree. Like that felt more like a proper ending, and, uh-huh. and and that feels more like the start of a new season, right? Yeah. Like, the king has just died. She's mourning. There's a lot of political turmoil, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, I agree. Last episode would have been a better ending for the Numenorians. Um, 
It then switches over to uh, Elfland again with mm-hmm. the Elf Capital, and you see a tower, and there's an explosion inside the tower, and then you go inside the tower, and you see Celebrimbor is angry and frustrated because the binding isn't working, no matter how much force they put onto it. And then Halbrand's like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't try forcing it. Maybe they should kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, Hello, Aldoy. <laughs> I really like you. I like you too, Mithril. Oh, look, they have combined. Oh, I, uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't playing with the very valuable ore. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Uh, and are, oh, I never thought of that because Kelebrimbor is an idiot now. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. And... Then Wick goes back, and the servant's like, hey, Galadriel, I found those records. And she leaves, and Halbrand watches her go. And next scene is her staring into a lake with the scroll in her hand. Halbrand shows up. She kind of hides the scroll, and she basically calls him out. And is like, look, I know you're not. Yo, lying. Sauron, how we going, dude? Yeah, she's like, who are you for real? Uh, please and tell me. And at first you're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I'm good got, for an Halbrand. Yeah, and then she throws the scroll, and they're like, all right, you got me. <laughs> she figured it out, eh? Um, it was all going to plan, too. <laughs> if it wasn't for you meddlesome kids. Uh-huh, and your stupid dwarfs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently the line of the King of the Southlands has been gone for like a thousand years, which I'm like... Which is super weird, yeah. too. Weren't the elves looking over that land? That's like, what I'm saying. You didn't know that? Nobody knew that? That's like that. You guys uh, failed super badly looking over these lands. Well, they only had like three soldiers in those just, lands for a thousand years. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I think it was three soldiers. That, that's all the show has shown me. Were three uh-huh. soldiers? Just you guys did a terrible out. job. You're just like, yeah, we'll post a soldier for this enti- <laughs> to defend against. If this entire nation rises up for their dark lord Morgoth, yeah, we'll have one soldier there ready. Yeah, we'll have like one soldier for every like 10,000 people. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it'll work out great. Uh huh. Yeah, so apparently, I thought that was super weird too. Like, you guys didn't know that the line had ended a thousand years ago? So, this is also something like you take notes and I just like, ah, this is a good show. All this stuff, like I'm criticizing now, is something I'm realizing while we're talking about this yeah, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hold up that's what i'm saying if you're just shoveling popcorn uh-huh. into your mouth it's a decent show but if you actually apply any kind of critical thought to it right? it all falls you apart. guys were terrible stewards over <laughs> basically areas that you had prisoners over like yeah. the entire place was essentially like a huge prison for yeah. the southlands people <laughs> it essentially was although i'm convinced the southland is just that village that I, you can't tell me otherwise at this point. There was yeah. no town, no, no city. cities, nothing. It's just a village. Mm-hmm. That's it. They could have got away with the city. Those elves were definitely not doing a good <laughs> yeah. enough job if they didn't realize that the kingdom died <laughs> yeah. over a thousand years ago. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah, so uh, she, he tries to convince her to join him, which is like the classic thing you see every villain do. Is mm-hmm. like, hey, join me. me. As yeah. my wife. Right, right. Anakin's done it. Uh, who, who so else? do you think he really liked her or do you think he was just like manipulating her? Oh, no, her? I, I think he really liked her. Okay. I think the feelings were genuine. Okay. Actually, 
Um, I thought the writing there was actually pretty good, how he tries to convince her. Mm-hmm. I actually thought he made a fairly compelling argument for for it. But I think her final question when she's like, to save or to rule? And his response is, well, what's the difference? Well, it's no difference. <laughs> yeah. What's the deal with canon? <laughs> um, so... Yeah, then at that point you're like, all right, he's a fascist. All right, <laughs> all right, he's gotta die. Yeah, exactly. Well, here I go, kill him again. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he like pulls her into this illusion, which I think Sauron, if I remember correctly, has always like that's kind of been his gift is the gift of illusion. Uh huh. Be- like whatever description he like in whatever book he's once it's realized it's Sauron, they always describe him as this good looking basically hot dude that yeah. came in and was like yeah you guys should make these rings <laughs> hey, these rings will look really great on your hands yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a jewelry store salesperson from sales or something <laughs> <laughs> i'm also wondering because they eventually do make the rings at the end of this yeah if yeah. each season is going to focus on the creation of another set of rings I don't know. Like the next one will be the dwarven rings being made. The next one after that being the human rings. I don't know. Honestly, I still don't understand how these rings are supposed to save the elves. I don't know either. Because I thought the whole point was you needed to expose yourself to the light of the Valar. And Uh if you have like a million elves and they're all living across the They all got to pay visits to the king. Hail to the king. Yeah. Like we got to make our like monthly commute to the king. Because apparently we'll die in like five days if we Uh don't have the light of Valar in our... Uh Uh-huh. Maybe maybe the king just has to like go to like this huge like lighthouse that has like a huge like (laughs) thing up there and he charges it every so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shoots off. No, it's battery power. You know, it's like a solar panel. It like absorbs the uh-huh. sun. And he could act- technically very far away charge it. It would just be super like small though. So he yeah. has to go. Well, up he goes to- on top of Celebrimbor's tower, right? Because that's an insanely <laughs> he, high tower. No, he doesn't even charge it. He just shows his rig out to the world, and he's just like, <laughs> no. Here's what happens: the elves, all all three of them with the rings, they gather and with their power combined they form captain planet <laughs> captain elf <laughs> yeah captain elf and then he goes and flies around and gets and everyone like remember kids go outside so you can stay alive longer <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what these rings are supposed to do old pappy didn't go out he died two days later <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb but uh, although i i found some of the dialogue that uh, Sauron says, interesting. So he said, when Morgoth was defeated, he felt the light of the world again and that the great clinch around his neck was released. I thought that was a very interesting line. Um, we get a cool shot of when they're on the boat and he's trying to convince her. The camera does this really cool rotation and you see this kind of shadow mirror image, but it's Sauron like dressed in his all armor and then it's her kind of looking queeny and evil looking, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like the outline. You can't fully see mm-hmm. him. I thought that was a really cool shot. A nice little helmet too. Yeah, at one yeah. Point. You got to have the helmet, bro. That's uh-huh. Sauron right uh-huh. there. And it disappears right at the end of like where the camera stops moving kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was cool. I like that. I thought that was, mm-hmm. like I said, mm-hmm. in terms of directing, I thought this was one of the better directed episodes. But I love you. Baby, I love you. Join uh, me. Yeah, and see, this is this is the other thing that I find question questionable decision. So essentially, Galadriel falls in love with Sauron, only to find out he actually is Sauron, so she can't love him. Mm-hmm. 
I don't like that. Well, she hates to her core everything that Moongarth stood for. So she would hate Sauron to yeah. her core. If you found out that the person that you loved, that you had an interest in, that you loved to your core, was Hitler, mm-hmm. would you still love that person kind of thing? It's kind of what is going on right here. Yeah, but you know... And I, you know who Hitler is. This isn't like, oh, he's like he's just getting into the art school kind of Hitler. <laughs> yeah, no, this is Hitler. This is Hitler, Hitler. <laughs> it is heyday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I get that. I just, I think in terms of, here's the thing about Lord of the Rings, right? The movies were a little guilty of this too. Some of the slowest parts of the movie was the, the hyper focus on Aragorn and his love interest. I'm blanking on her name right now. Oh, I forget. Yeah. They spent a lot of time on that. Mm Mm-hmm. In the movies, but in the book, it's like a very minor thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's in there, but there's yeah. not a lot of attention is paid on it. Most of it is on the fellowship and friendship and that kind of stuff. Bros being bros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say the other line, but you all know it. Uh, oh, there's a... I've never known there's another oh, line with you that. Nev- you never... No. Bros no, before hoes. Th- what? Bros before hoes. Oh, that, that's yeah, the yeah, other yeah. line? Yeah, that's the other bros before hoes. You never heard of that one? I heard of that one, but oh. I didn't realize I was connected to bros being bros. Well, I mean, it's like the same lyrical like structure okay. to it. Okay. You know what I mean? uh, yeah, and this feels kind of like that too, where we're like, oh, we have to have like a romance thing going mm-hmm. on to make it more dramatic. And I don't know. It just feels weird to me. Uh, it doesn't feel right for Galadriel's character uh, to do oh, that. Oh, she's young. She can... She can learn the mistake. Yeah, I mean, of she's only like she's a never gonna fall in love again. Old. She's like, last time I fell in love, it was a uh, dark lord. I'm never doing it again. And the one before that, I told him he looked stupid before he went and died. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, I shouldn't be in a relationship. <laughs> she might be onto something there, but yeah, I don't know. To me, I, I maybe a lot of people did, and that's cool if they did. I didn't like that decision. I thought it would be more interesting to. Realize like halfway through, oh, this is Sauron, and then like watching him trying to like maneuver the situation without other people knowing. Have mm-hmm. you ever watched Game of Thrones? Littlefinger did this a lot, where you knew Littlefinger was a bad guy, and you knew he was manipulating everybody, yeah. but it was just interesting to see how he did it, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that was mm-hmm. the interesting part, not the big shocking reveal that oh, he's the bad guy. It would have been nice if um, that butcher guy was like, I know who you are <laughs> to Sauron. Yeah. I hope and that then, butcher that guy point, comes up again. I hope he never he's, dies he's, in these He's not dead yet. He's not I dead yet. Sauron kills Adar, and then the butcher guy just follows him, and he's like, Sauron's right-hand man. No, Sauron's like, you're not mad? I'm like, no. Why would I be mad, Master Sauron? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyways. I really want that butcher guy. To be the person who talked to the king in um, 
in the Lord of the Rings thing, it whispers as a dark agent of sorrow. Oh, Grimo Wormtongue? Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Doesn't he? Isn't he also in The Hobbit, too? That's in the movies, at least. He's no, also that so same that's person? technically not Grimo Wormtongue, but I mean, that character is like definitely. That's basically inspired. playing the role of that. Yeah, that's definitely inspired by Grimo uh-huh. Wormtongue. Uh, so we see uh, after that um, disagreement, she's kind of floating in water. And then we see Elrond save her. But again, very well directed. I liked it uh, visually. I thought it looked very pleasing. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's like, where's Celebrimbor? What's he doing? He's like, oh, he's up there finishing the the rings. Because like... This is when I was like thinking, yeah, Forge on top of the... <laughs> top of a tower definitely a bad, bad idea. idea yeah because i wanted to see the five minute run it took her to get up to the top uh-huh. of that tower that would have been hysterical brim brand and halibrand were like yeah we're doing this okay see you halibrand oh you just missed him uh it's weird he jumped off the tower um so she runs she won't tell elrond why which is stupid also i think i don't understand I, why she I, it literally would maybe take you because two she's seconds. convinced by H- halibrand sauron that you're gonna be the reason they're gonna blame it on you now kind of thing like because he's like what would they think if they realized you brought me here, but she would. <laughs> but the thing that doesn't make sense to me about that is she would literally die for her cause. Mm-hmm. If she had to sacrifice herself to stop Sauron, mm-hmm. everything about her character has told me up to this point she wouldn't have no qualms about doing that. So just because he says it doesn't actually fit with the character we've known. It doesn't fit with the character. It probably fits with everyone else, though. Like, she could start questioning, will they actually believe me? Like, how insane would that be kind of thing? If she's like, I, so this guy that told us to make these rings that we just now wasted all the mithril we have is is Sauron. That was Sauron. Yes, the Sauron. But here's, here's the thing that blew my mind even more was, so after she goes up and she's like, hey, where's Hellbrand? Uh, he's gone. Yeah, he's probably never coming back. Uh, okay. Yeah. So about those two rings, let's not do two rings. Let's do three as well. Why? Well, one will corrupt, two mm-hmm. will divide, and somehow three will we'll keep un- it all together. Unite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like a cord of three strands. Something. 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 I, I was so blown away by that logic. Like, my wife and I just kind of stopped and looked at each other and like, what are they talking about? Like, they're just making up nonsense. Uh-huh. They were only going to make two rings, probably because that's all the material they had kind of thing, too. And they're yeah. like, oh, let's make a third ring. And and not only that, but you know that's what Sauron wants. Mm-hmm. He wants you to make the rings. So your response is, hey, I'll really stick it to him by making more rings Mm -hmm. that just doesn't make any sense to me does she is she handed one of the rings at the end i forget she's not handed you see them created but she isn't handed but you know she has it because in um lord of the rings it's a white one right yeah it's it's a white gem the mithril one it's like made out of mithril essentially Uh, and it has like a blue gem on it oh it has a blue gem i think it's blue okay and and so i i'm just like 
flabbergasted by that whole thing. First of all, she won't tell them, hey, that was Sauron. The guy we you say doesn't exist and is gone. Mm-hmm. That was him. Not only that, but he manipulated you to make the rings. No, we're not going to tell them that. Instead, we're going to keep that to ourselves and we're going to encourage them to make more rings. Like that sounds mm-hmm. like you're working for Sauron. It's her at that wedding point. ring for Sauron. Oh Boom! <laughs> Boom! We my got this Lord. figured out. <laughs> she does marry him, but they divorce yeah. shortly after. That's why I never talked about it because well, it was such a short marriage. Well, Sauron was always about himself, right? Like he uh-huh. never gave her the time. Yep. You know, it was always about uh-huh. his needs, what he wanted, how everybody I got, was against I gotta him. I got to control the men and defeat the dwarves and make fun of the others and she's like okay you want to have dinner sometime no i gotta work (laughs) (laughs) never comes home for dinner even though Uh she slaves away Uh uh-huh she wants to go on an expedition and slay something and he's like nah you get to stay in the kitchen and she's like whoa hold on a second that ain't right no more (laughs) and she's like we're done yeah you know she talked to a lot of her friends and they're like honey you could do better mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve you mm-hmm. and so yeah she ended up contacting a dwarf, a dwarf super lawyer cute Gimli yeah. <laughs> oh that okay random side note here it seems like elves really don't like other elves. Have you noticed that? It seems like every time an elf is in love I don't think elves love, like anyone no but they always like in the hobbit it mm-hmm. was an elf and a dwarf mm-hmm. and here it's an elf and a human Elrond is only half elf, mm-hmm. and then the rest of him is human. In Lord of the Rings, uh, it's an elf and a human. You never see elves fall in love with each other. You know why? They're why? prideful, stinking elves. Dwarven <laughs> supremacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, so she, yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> she gives up her dagger because, like. Uh, the metal has to be so pure and the only purest metals is in Valinor and that dagger is from Valinor. So therefore it's the purest metal. So she has to give that up. Apparently that was the only metal from Valinor that they brought with them. They didn't bring any other swords or daggers. No, it was all those just got his. lost at time. Yeah. It was just his. like sting. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. A- anyways, it's all just made up nonsense. Orc fighter. But the way it's shot, like, I really actually appreciated how it was shot and laid out, even though I thought the premise stupid. It looked cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to Gandalf and Nori. Uh, Gandalf the... No, nah, he's not even gray yet. Gandalf the black. Sorry, I wanted Radigas the brown. <laughs> Gandalf the homeless at this point. <laughs> Gandalf the wanderer. Yeah. The hobo. Yeah, the that's i mean he's literally wearing a sack right uh-huh. and just wandering out in the woods lost uh-huh. um so Kandalf and nori decide they're going to set out on this venture and she has this very long goodbye with everybody at the village um it was fine i i liked it for the most part i did find it weird that her parents were like yeah we're totally okay for our teenage daughter to go off on her own with this much older weird guy to go on an adventure together i'm like nah, i don't know if that's believable but you know whatever we got to have a, an, a we got to have a hobbit and a wizard on, together on, honestly it's, it's that's a very minor complaint compared to the rest of the stuff so and i was really thinking all right when is samwise games you gonna join her her samwise whatever her name is i forget 
their yeah, friend. Yeah, she'll show up again. Poppy, she'll show up. Poppy, yeah, Poppy will show up Poppy again. Poppy will show up. And she'll have another song for everybody, too. Mm-hmm. She'll serenade. That's where she'll, she'll be in some tavern singing. Yeah. And they're going to recognize that voice and look over. There's Poppy. Except now she's a famous actress and is known all over Southlands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Gandalf, Nori's like, they called you Istar. What does that mean? And he's like, well, in your tongue, it means the wise or dramatic we- pause. Wizard, wizard, yay! Uh, and then when they're like about to set off together, she's like, "Well, what direction are we going?" And he's like, "The air smells sweeter this way." Because they were say, both like, "You lead," and then they're both like, "But we don't know where to go." So then Gandalf's just like, "Well, let's just go this way because it smells sweet." But you see, you even called him Gandalf. Ha, got you, uh, Gandalf, riding a surreal Saruman. Yeah, but like uh, that's actually a, a very minor callback to a really good scene in uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, where they're in the mines and there's these two doors, and Gandalf doesn't know which way to go, and he's just sitting there thinking. And then he has this really great conversation with Frodo about Gollum, and then he's like, "Ah, this way." And they're like, "Why? The air smells fresher." And then he says something about follow your nose, mm-hmm. which is exactly what happens here. Dang, so, Fruit Loops got into that <laughs> Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, but it's definitely Gandalf. I don't care what you say; it's definitely Gandalf. Gandalf. Saruman, Radagast, the Brown, Day One, Gollum. <laughs> I was right. Um, it's Gandalf. It's not Gandalf. No. No, I refuse. Yeah. I refuse but to believe it. Here's the other thing, too, and this is why I think the acting is good. I love this actor that they got for Gandalf, because even his, like, little micro-expressions, they remind me so much of how Gandalf Honestly, from the I movies. Honestly, I was thinking, like, he kind of reminds me of Obi-Wan at some point. Like... Oh, the beard? No, like, his talking. He, he sounds a little bit more British. I will give you that. But I think his acting... Reminds me a lot of Gandalf. The way he speaks, how he smiles and frowns, like all of it reminds me very much of Gandalf. It's all a ploy. It's, it turns out <laughs> this is the real Sauron. Yeah. <laughs> but just, there was another. Yeah, every season it's a new reveal of who Sauron is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Until you, you get to the final season and it and turns like, out everybody's Sauron. I'm Sauron. <laughs> no, I'm You're Sauron. Sauron. He's Sauron. <laughs> yeah. Um, we see the rings created it's a very nice reveal they all look very pretty i think it's a well shot scenes the rings look cool uh and then it ends with uh sauron you know big reveal he's wearing all black and has a huge cgi cloak um Mm -hmm. so we can get it flapping dramatically in the wind and he's walking to mordor where the eye it become where the eye of Mordor eventually is. Yeah. That huge. Yeah. Oh, my wife caught this. I didn't catch this. When they melt the dagger down mm-hmm. and it's like spinning in that pot for like a second, it really does look like the eye of Sauron. Yes. I saw that Did too. Did you see that? Yeah. I was yeah. like, huh? Huh? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, hello, people. Come on. This is so dumb. Why are we doing this? You know you shouldn't be doing it. Uh-huh. I just... That just hurts my brain. So, honestly, like, in terms of, like, thoughts over the final... Also... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Probably I'm stupid, but why do they need gems for the ring? rings? Oh, they said is that it, earlier. Is that what the, fo- the, the thing that... 
directs it, it, the power in yeah, a sense? Yeah, it, it harnesses the power in some way. Okay. They, they mentioned that earlier. I, I wrote a note about it. I might have even said it in this podcast. So there is a legitimate prideful reason. elves. They no, have the, to put bling on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The rings never made sense to me in Lord of the Rings. They still don't make sense to me now. Uh, magic. Yeah, ma- magic. Sure. Uh I, you Are know, we going to come back next season and that Dwarven Kingdom's just dead because <laughs> the Balrog awoke? <laughs> yeah, so about that scene, did you feel like they revealed that too soon? With doing nothing else with it, yes. If they did more with it in the season, no. Yeah, I feel like that's way too soon to reveal that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know why you needed to. You could have just, like, not even... Sh- he, he awakens at this point, right? We don't know that, though, and they start mining, and it's like kind of like weird stuff's been going on, and no one's really knowing what's going on kind of thing, but they continue mining, mining kind of thing. Stuff gets taken slowly, maybe. Uh, Progress is derailed for unknown reasons to the dwarves. Dwarves are going missing kind of thing. they're just disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. And it slowly ramps up to uh, Erebor and uh, Durin. Finding the Balrog, essentially. Yeah, or maybe just be like. So there's there's a saying, and I guess it's just in life in general. Less is more. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could have still revealed the Balrog by not showing him, but exactly like having that fall down and then fall as, into darkness, as it, as it, you, and you hear like a growl yeah, or something. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like be subtle with it don't uh-huh. just be like oh and by the way here's the balrog you know they're uh-huh. like you just ruined all the tension for that build mm-hmm. the tension up and have this huge epic reveal for the balrog but instead you just like i don't Here know he is. so it kind of goes back to the the point i wanted to make about just like the overall thoughts of the season mm-hmm. i don't think the scripts were ready like they needed a, like some more treatment with it, it things just didn't feel well thought out to mm-hmm. me yeah 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 you so know what i mean something i'm now realizing too is uh duran's wife can basically echolocate through rock yeah. should she know that was all there i feel like at some point like okay we've mapped out this entire area let's go to this area a little bit bigger of a circle kind of thing yeah. and then they slowly do the like oh there's mithril right there what is that though right at the bottom of that mithril that's yeah. weird kind of thing. yeah you know i don't know i just feel like it's they lack subtlety it's mm-hmm. like hitting everybody over the hammer with things and even like the whole misdirect thing to me it felt very blunt and obvious mm-hmm. um but i mean granted i probably know more than the average viewer does with it mm-hmm. but there's still subtlety with it like it's really hard not to compare the show to House of the Dragon just because it's a fantasy thing. They're playing they're both, at the same time. They're literally, like, that's not an accident that they're playing at the same time. Somebody set a date, and then the other person was like, we're going to set it at that exact same time and compete mm-hmm. with them. Um, so the House of the Dragon just has so much more subtlety to, to things. You're not being hit over a hammer. And I'm actually much more familiar with that story than I am with this and the Simmerillion. And mm-hmm. I still find that so much better. The execution is just so much better than what we have in, in Lord of the Rings. There's no art. There's no subtlety. One of the things I appreciate about 
House of the Dragon, when you listen to like the after show people talking, is they talk a lot about character motivation and what a character is going through. Like you can tell it's really well thought out Mm -hmm. and everything is really planned out to the detail. Like this needs to make sense. In Lord of the Rings, you feel like we need this to happen. So we're going to make it happen, whether it makes sense or not. We need it to happen, so it's going to happen, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. I overall, if outside of the writing, I love all the actors. I think all the actors are. I don't think there's a bad actor in this show. Yeah, let me throw that out there. And I, uh, the production, everything else about this show is like super high Would quality. You, you say that. I think I remember you complaining about the kid though acting okay yeah that's fair i i was never a big fan of the kid okay 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 okay. but who knows maybe it was just the direction they wanted with the kid i don't know i bet i was not a fan of the kid but he's also a kid so you know there is that Mm -hmm. um so i won't and and honestly if the writing was better i might have liked him more who knows um but yeah i don't know that to me that's my overall impression of the the season is especially going into season two um I don't know if you heard this or not, but they're actually changing locations. They're going somewhere cheaper. I think it's like somewhere in Europe. I forget exactly where. Hey, weird. Were they in New Zealand before? Yeah, this whole season was in New Zealand. Okay. And Lord of the Rings, the movies were yeah, shot was in like New Zealand. A huge part of New Zealand is like yeah. Lord of the Rings stuff is shot there. Right. I mean, that's probably all of their tourism now is mm-hmm. just Lord of the Rings, right? Uh, yeah, so... I'm a little worried about that because mm-hmm. I think New Zealand There's is gonna just so There's going to be returning good. spots also, right? There's going to be returning scenes, if you will, that are going to be different now because they're shot in different areas. You would think, right? Uh-huh. Um, but I think the biggest thing, though, is they need to take more time with the writing and more time with the story. I still think this show is salvageable. There have been yeah. a lot of shows yeah. where I watched the first season and I kind of cringe. But then, like, second or third season, it really starts to pick up steam. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this is actually a really good show now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I hope that they can do that with this show of just take take time. I'm, I'm not going to say the writers are bad because I'm not there, right? Like, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe they were rushed and they had to meet deadlines. I don't, I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. I would imagine with this much money, you could hire some good writers, yep, you know? Yep, yep. Uh, so I don't know, just more treatments maybe with the writing, but the writing is definitely subpar with the rest of the show and it hurts. It really holds the show back. Yeah. I don't know. That's my thought. What do you think about the overall season? I think the environments were beautiful. Um, the costume design was good. Mm hmm. I agree with that. I really like the costume yeah. design too. I thought that was really good. And I think the hugest detraction for me, sadly, is the Southlands. Yeah. Like the worst part by far. Uh-huh. I wanted to see more of Erebor and Durin. I keep on wanting to call him Gimli. Um, <laughs> I know, I can't blame you. And then the Harfoots and Numenor. Yeah. All this other stuff. Um, I did not really care so much for the Southlands. There was, once again, there was amazing costumes mm-hmm. and amazing sets and environments for the Southlands, but I could not care. Southlands was a wasted opportunity. Like, they squandered their opportunities with the Southlands. Mm-hmm. They were basically trying to set up Mordor. And 
I don't think they did well. Yeah, in theory, I actually like the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think that's actually cool in yeah. theory. The way the, how they thought about recreating the lands into Mordor, mm-hmm. but the fact that you hyper focused on this very tiny, insignificant village. It should have been on like a city or something or a bigger yeah. place. Like the village, everything is still happening for the most part in the village, but you're in the city hearing all this stuff kind of thing going on. Exactly. And then you start slowly being cut off maybe from like But, but here's stuff. here's the thing, right? Uh I, I'm just thinking about this now. If you show more of the Southlands you have to talk about the political structure of the Southlands. You keep the political structure. They're still but you can't, under though. supervision of you, the elves. You can't because the whole premise of hiding Sauron is that Halbrand is this a king, essentially, of the Southlands. What but if he it was be, the king then? But hang on. Let me finish the point. Uh, if he's the king and he then it doesn't fit because the line has been dead for a thousand years. That has to they be common knowledge in, in the Southlands is what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you can't go into it he if, is some, uh, as the story as it is, is what I'm saying. You yeah, have yeah, to yeah, change yeah, 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 that. Yeah, yeah. If you we're already changing it by making it focus on a city though, at that point too, right. we could have him be like the leader of Viceroy or something of the city and he's moving and talking with the elves kind of thing. And yeah, the elves that, are, like, are like, oh, yeah, we guess we could pull out. But it's not as dramatic as saying he's a king, though, right? Because the whole spoof is off of Aragorn. That's essentially mm-hmm. what he's played is like a darker version of Aragorn. Because Aragorn yeah. was that moody, dark, mysterious game guy. But, oh, wait, he's actually a descendant of a long line And of he's kings. hot. And he's super hot, right? <laughs> like he's the Aragorn of rings of power that's what he is mm-hmm. that's why they wanted to do the king angle because they wanted to copy aragorn with it and if you do that you can't show the southlands because at that point it becomes super obvious because they have to have a political structure that has to be very common knowledge just like in gondor it was they very common still, knowledge that could, there was no king they could still do that because um with kings now a thing with Sauron either killing the king and transforming himself into it because he's not going to come back to the because uh, he has to go back to Numenor right mm-hmm. and convince them he's not going to come back like hey I'm Halibrand guys how's it going he's going to come back as an elf right so he could transform himself in some certain way so I feel like he could, like either kill the king take over his position, kill the prince, take over his position kind of thing. Sure, that would have been better. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been um, way better with it. I, the Southlands was just a wasted opportunity. And he's always like, I gotta reclaim my kingdom. Wink. What What about, um, so we talked about the Southlands. What about the Harfoots, right? Because it's kind of like three main things. You've got the Southlands, you've got the dwarves and the elves, and then you've got the Harfoots, mm-hmm. right? They're like all doing their own things over there what did you think of the harfoots i liked them mm-hmm. i honestly liked it's definitely i think accurate is maybe the right word of like a medieval kind of 
land that does word does not travel very well yeah and there's still like there's still people who haven't settled and so while everyone on these two other ends are like having huge problems harfoots are like oh we're on our way kind of thing <laughs> and i really like no one's left alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i like that honestly they don't get involved with other stuff they people don't involve them with other stuff and it's I like it, honestly. Yeah, and I agree. Like, I like the fact that I actually really do like this that they brought Gandalf into the Harfoots because then you get to understand why he has such a special relationship with mm-hmm. the Hobbits. Yeah, what if all these Harfoots die? And then the next ones that he finds, like, I'm going to make sure you guys stay alive. Kind of thing. That's why. That's too dark for Lord of the Rings. They oh, it's too that. dark for sure. Yeah, they would never do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I, I like that. I, overall, I like the Harfoots too. I, I love the design. I like the ideas that they're a um, nomadic mm-hmm. people, right? They like constantly travel and forage for food. Yeah. Uh, I think that's cool. The costume design form, I think really it's like awesome. That. Yeah, I think it's really cool costume design. The characters, I there's no Harfoot that I'm like, oh, I can't stand that Harfoot. You know I, I mean? couldn't stand the lady who became the leader of the Harfoots just because I did not like her character necessarily kind of okay. like you're not supposed to like villains i didn't yeah. like how annoying she was okay as like as like the nagging aunt kind of thing yeah i can see that i i can it didn't bother me as much because they didn't really give a lot of focus to her most mm-hmm. of it was on like nori poppy and gandalf uh, she was like a minor character mm-hmm. but i could see why uh the only thing i didn't like about the harfoots is it was very mixed messaging with them. Like you have them chanting one scene, like "No one's left behind." No and one's then left they behind. Have, well, Parfoot Banley was left behind <laughs> yeah. here. On <laughs> right. you know what I mean? It's like, uh, but also at the end of um this episode when Sarlacc dies or whatever. Yeah, Sarlacc. Yeah, they mentioned that he's going off the beaten path essentially. Like, he's left behind, essentially. So I'm wondering if we've been hearing it wrong, because we only have the Harfoots to base it off of, and that just might be them be like, oh yeah, they died, kind of thing. That could be their way of saying, like, this person died, or this family died, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it could it could be, like, and who knows, like, those people left behind might have, like, you know, maybe they're, they're the ancestors of the Hobbits of Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we... We'll never know, but one thing, we do know some things, which is they're pretty weak, defenseless creatures, Yep. and their odds of survival are much better in a group than mm-hmm. alone, uh, because they're not, you know, they're pretty vulnerable to predators. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the odds of them surviving go down dramatically uh, if they're left behind. Yeah. And, and so to me, I always, I think that was the part that they needed to fix was change the Harfoot, show them being a community and when somebody's struggling how they all sacrifice and chip in rather than like oh you're dead you're dead yeah we gotta go you know Uh uh because i think that undercoats undercuts this tone that you're trying to set for the Harfoot. i think that would be wrong now i'm thinking about because that it represents a problem with their society essentially Mm -hmm. like they're saying this one thing but this other thing is happening yeah so they're not like not necessarily a perfect society, but like a perfect society kind of thing. Like, Yeah, I mean, I 
I see where you're coming with that, and I think that's fair, but I think you focus on that if that's the main point of the story, but that's not the main point of the story, is that the main point of the story and the source of conflict is the stranger and his appearance and then Eminem and his crew chasing after Gandalf. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the main conflict of the story. When you say... Their rap battle was fire. (laughs) And it makes... Sadok's death more meaningful because mm-hmm. now he's just not this kind of a jerk who's just leaving people behind when he's angry because mm-hmm. uh, that's essentially what he did to Nori's family was yep. like we're pissed off with you so now we're just essentially going to let you die yep. uh, it it actually makes his death more meaningful because you're like, wow, this is such a good person. And these are such good people. And like, they're having all these horrible things. Like you feel more for him. But when it's like, yeah, we want it. We want the show to say that they're good people, but then we show things that actually contradict that. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't know. For me, it made me, I still liked them and I'm still interested in them, but I think it hurt it more than it helped it. Is all I'm saying with it. Uh, I don't know. Do you feel differently about that? No, I agree with that. Okay. Like, I don't... I'm I'm happy that someone died, yes, but I don't I really care about him also, too. Mm. So That's fair. It's not like he's one of the main stars, right? Mm-hmm. And there wasn't, like, a lot of stuff for us to like him because he was a problem. A lot of times, like they had to steal the map from him right. at some point. They had to deal with him, like you said, being like, you're going to be left behind. There yeah. wasn't like a lot of parts. There was a lot of, no, there was a lot of parts where he was the antagonist yeah. or like the problem or something they had to deal with kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's move on to like the elves and the dwarves. What were your kind of thoughts and opinions about that? Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. The dwarves, um, elves are pretty cool too, I guess. Uh, <laughs> They're okay, but I mean, the standout really are the dwarves. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, loved Erebor's and Durin's relationship. Oh, Elrond. And, Elrond, that's yeah. who I've been saying. All right, who's Erebor? <laughs> Erebor is no one. Okay, you, are you I've thinking been about saying Kalabrimbor? I've been saying yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Every time I said Elabor this time, I've been talking about Elrond. Okay. Uh, and Gimli's... <laughs> Durin. <laughs> Durin's <laughs> relationship. I loved... Um, I honestly liked uh, the relationship portrayed by Durin and Durin's father, Durin. Yeah, I um, like that family drama, too. Um, I liked the Durin's wife and him. They Something that... Is honestly weird to me now. I'm thinking about it. They mention essentially his kids in the beginning. You never see Durin's kids after that. Oh uh, yeah, you, I think yeah, you see him like in the beginning, and then after that, yeah, yeah. you never see him again. Um, Elrond, like Elrond, can't believe I'm saying this because he was kind of like a jerk in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he kind of was. Uh, he was a little bit of a punk. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What happened, dude? What happened to make yeah. you like that? <laughs> um, liked him, the Elven King stereotypical for me elven king too much pride yeah or hubris or something um honestly it feels like a small part the elven part Mm -hmm. to me which is weird because it's the elven part is what the show's named after the rings of power right 
They yeah. create the rings, the first three rings at least, and it feels small to me for whatever reason. Like the rings themselves? No, like, like small the part elven the parts themselves feel small. Like they don't feel like they should. They should be bigger oh, in a yeah, sense. Yeah, like it's not like a huge central part of the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Like the dwarves were a way bigger part of the story. Mm-hmm. The hobbits or the Harfoots were a way bigger part. Southlands were a way bigger part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the elves are almost kind of like a minor part. Like the king, uh, you don't really, the king of the elves, I forget his name. You don't really know uh, much Hellebrenbar, about Hellebrenbar. No, that's the, that's the, um, that's the smith dude. Yeah, that's the smith. I forget the king's name, but you don't really know much about him really like he's a minor character and it the only elves that really get any screen time are elrond and galadriel mm-hmm. which maybe they'll get more screen time in the next season who knows um yeah i yeah the relationship stuff i absolutely loved um i thought that was super cool with the dwarf Arduran and elrond so i, I just yeah. realized something you mentioned that the smith guy made the um the sun yeah essentially i don't think that's true because i that's think what that's, he, that's what he was wanting to achieve something similar to like he was talking about in the beginning in the beginning of the season how he wants to have something that is remembered like the sun was created in a oh, sense oh yeah maybe you're right and maybe it was somebody also else also elrond wasn't his father the sun he became the sun or something like that yeah he like it's like the sun or the moon he drags it across the sky uh-huh yeah, you're right. So yeah, that's that's a good point. Thank you for correcting me yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like half and half on the, on the mithril. I like that they actually gave like some lore mm-hmm. on like why mithril exists and what's mm-hmm. so special about it. I I think that's kind of cool. And they gotta mine more at some point, unless there's another deposit somewhere because there was a chainmail in the future that a bunch of hobbits wear. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Like it's inevitable. They will have to mine some, but. I don't like how um, like the elves have to feed off of mithril in order mm-hmm. to survive. That just kinda, seems very, very kinda weird. It kind of feels like, in a weird way, the relationship Gollum has with the ring. But Gollum wouldn't die without Gollum the ring. Gollum wouldn't die, but he gets corrupted. I don't know. It's, it's some, not like, maybe like an inverse relation or something like that with Gollum and the ring. Maybe. Honestly. I, I, I don't know. I... I'm just not a fan of that. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just the execution of it because it just, it really did feel like it just came out of left field. It's like episode five or something. They were like, oh, and by the way, the elves are going to die if we don't get this myth rule. And it's mm-hmm. like, what? Even Elrond was like, yeah. like, hold up. You didn't tell me any of this. Yeah. You know, it was just, I don't know. That part of That think- is super. <laughs> when you're trying to get me to get this life saving. Or tell me it's life-saving or Yeah, you know, it's, I don't know. That just felt weird to me uh, about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree, not enough time with, with the elves to really get to know them. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, their cities look amazing. Ooh, like, the beautiful. cities look... Like, I talked in an earlier podcast episode, like, the idea that they carved each of the dead elves into the trees. Super cool. Super cool. I yeah. really... Oh, we're going to see a scene later where it's all burning. Oh, I'm sure. We're going to yeah. see that. But yeah. I want to see it, like, just, like, a ground view looking out into that forest of all these carved trees kind right. of thing. I would think that'd be super cool. Yeah. 
But also the other thing that just jumped out to me now, Mithril is incredibly, like it's the strongest metal out mm-hmm. there. They literally just, unless your theory is correct that it was like part of a rock and they just chipped the rock off, mm-hmm. they just like tapped it in half, mm-hmm. which does not make any sense at all if it was all just pure Mithril. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe it is like part of a rock. Or Halibrand took some for his own ring. I don't know. The or maybe one it's ring. Just, maybe it's just lazy story. To writing. rule them all. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that. It could just be the writers didn't think. Oh, about and they that. also did that song at the end. Oh yeah, it was, it was a decent song. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it mm-hmm. wasn't like my favorite Lord of the Rings oh, song, yeah. but yeah. it was still a good song. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Those are kind of my thoughts with like the dwarves. And the elves. I mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. was surprised the elves just didn't go to war with the dwarves, you know, to try right? to get it. Like, we're going to die either way. But also, they would die if they didn't head back, too. That's the problem, also. They wanted to stay on those lands. Yeah. Instead of heading back to wherever they came from. I forget the name of it. Valinor, I Valinor. Think. Yeah. Where uh, they would live forever. Right. Right. Which, I'm honestly, I'm like... Valinor looks awesome. Why wouldn't you want to live in mm-hmm. Valinor? Like you consider it like an honor for people to go there. Why doesn't just everybody go there and live there? Why would you want Who to live knows? in cruddy Middle Earth? Who knows? Middle Earth looks like a dump next to uh-huh. that place. So I don't know. That does doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. So if you had to give it a rating, let's start with the episode. Where would you rate this episode? Seven. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Mm -hmm. Seven. I don't think it's as good as the last episode, especially for, I feel like, an end of the season kind of thing. You like last episode better? I definitely do. Okay, Uh, I like this one better. Just because it leaves loose ends, but it also starts new things that could continue into the next season. Yeah, this is... In some ways, more abrupt. Yeah. I feel like it might be more rushed, too. Like, they do end a lot of stuff like they would in the previous episode, but I feel like it could have taken a little bit more time with it, maybe. Yeah. Um, do you know the trilogy movies is actually longer than this season? All of them? Yeah, if you take all three and combine them, they're longer. Because they're, like, over three hours each. Mm-hmm. And this is only, what, like eight hours roughly of tv oh wow yeah 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 because yeah. i think they're about an hour each so i thought that was interesting uh yeah i would agree with you i think a a seven on this one i think i gave the last one a six and i l- enjoyed this one better mainly because of the directing though okay with that i just really like the directing on on this one so what would you give the season then as a whole now that you've seen the whole season i know you gotta think about this one i want to give it an eight um i think an eight honestly eight's actually pretty good yeah i did enjoy it like i it's a show that i kept on being like okay what are we doing now kind of thing which for a lot of shows honestly that we've been doing it's not I'm not excited, not, I'm not sad or like disappointed to keep on watching, but there's not like, oh boy, I wonder what's happening next, which I had with this show. Yeah. Kind of thing. 
Yeah. I mean, there are definitely shows like you were talking about Andor, mm-hmm. like how you love that show. And that sounds like a show where you feel like I got to tune in and watch yeah. this show. Yeah. It's probably if it continues like this, it's either a nine or a 10 for me, honestly. Yeah. And that's how I would describe House of the Dragon. That's a show for me where I'm like, I got to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings feels like, hey, what's watch on this tonight? Show, but not the same level yeah if we stuff. weren't doing this podcast lord of the rings would be like hey i'm i'm bored what is there to watch ah lord of the rings there's a new episode of lord of the rings yeah. let's check that out but that's not like oh my gosh lord of the rings came out oh we gotta gosh. stop everything we're doing yeah. and watch that mm-hmm. kind of thing it's yeah i would say uh for me i think it doesn't meet the quality of an eight but i would probably give it a seven so yeah i can see that yeah 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 um also, I think Maybe out of six. like She-Hulk, Andor, and Lord of the Rings, my roommate and I have watched Andor the day of every time so far. Yeah, every those other two shows were like we can wait a couple days or we can wait till the next day kind of thing to exactly. watch it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and we said this before, you know, for a show of this much money, that's a failure. Hmm. Um. Lord of the Rings should be one of those shows where you need to see it the mm-hmm. day it comes out, and it's just not that. There's a lot of, like, for a show of that caliber, there's a lot of issues. Especially with money involved. Like, not yeah. even, like, it being Lord of the Rings. It having that much money pumped into it, it's a problem if it's not, like, yeah. an eight for everyone who enjoys Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Or, it should be like a nine or a ten, mm-hmm. to be honest. So, it's a good show, though. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, they'll be able to make things better. Can't wait for season. the dwarves to make their rings next episode, next season. I mean, and then the humans to make the rings the next ep- season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm not ruling this show out. Halo. Mm-hmm. I think you and I both agree. We're never watching that again. Uh, yeah. Have you? Here's my question. I'll watch it if I'm hearing people say it's good. Have you but... canceled Paramount Plus? I have. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. I've canceled Paramount. Oh, and I also listened to that episode I said I was going to listen to of our show. Okay. When I was gone. Remember? Okay. Yeah. I, listened to I don't too. remember. what. Oh, the... Well, you were accusing me of not listening to it, and I did. Oh. So there. Ha. Okay. Yeah. Ha, ha, okay. ha. I don't remember that. All right. I am not a crook. To you, it's just a Tuesday. I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you understand me so well this is why I we do, do this yeah. <laughs> um so a little bit of housekeeping right um Yoo-hoo. housekeeping so Yoo-hoo. big summer blowout travis and i were talking and we do like covering shows and things but we also thought it would be interesting to just focus on some lore things mm-hmm. uh, and just like do deep dives into like different worlds and different universes and maybe educate the audience on um what's so interesting about these worlds yeah like you were talking about skyrim a lot of stuff that i didn't know about it even though i played the games and i'm like that's super cool we should Uh talk about it Uh uh-huh i'm also huge into 40k and i know probably a lot of stuff about 40k that you don't know about wrong i'm kidding (laughs) probably be cool and interesting to talk about that i know everything yeah but what we're going to do next week though is we're actually going to do a deep dive into a video game that maybe some of you have heard of i'll give you a hint boy (laughs) 
boy. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. It's God of War. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, uh, we may have a third guest for that one. Oh, I'm going to keep it a mystery. I'm going to keep you guys in suspense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, we're going to do a deep dive into God of War. And then Burn your instance to ward away omens. Yeah, which I'm excited about that because there's a lot of tie-ins to Greek and Norse mythology that I think we can kind of explore with that. And then we are going to do uh, an episode on 40K. Yes. And then after that, we're going to do an episode on Skyrim. Uh-huh, I got to take notes for that just so I'm not... Oh, this way, for that sure. Way, oh, yeah, way. yeah. We'll all be taking notes on this uh-huh. stuff. But I, I'm excited about it because I, I think these are really fun properties to talk about mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. it. Uh, and after that, we'll see. It depends on what shows are coming out or if there's like a really good movie that came out or we get really excited about another topic. But that's kind of the plan for the next three weeks. And then we'll pick it up from there. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, Jason. Yes, Travis. I heard we have social media stuff. Do we? Do you know what they are? I do. Do you? I do. Do you? Yes. What are they, Travis? What are they, Jason? Well, Travis. I asked you. (laughs) (laughs) But I did the intro. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) We have our spoopy Twitter, Spooky and Desperate, with our Twitter at handle thingy at dorky underscore desperate. We also have our email. Actually, before I talk about the email, <laughs> we tweet stuff on our Twitter. Yeah. And where you could find a link to our link tree that has access to all the places that we have our podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm. shows the latest podcast to play inside the link tree itself. Yep, yep, Go yep. follow us there. We tweet our tweets, likes our likes, and comment on our comments. And let us know that you love us, that you want to give us money at yeah. patreon.com forward slash. Had to put that in there because we didn't say that yet this episode. Oh, yeah. You're right. We didn't say that. Wow. Yeah. Um, we're slacking. We're slacking with a lot of this stuff, man. It's like, wow. It's the end of a season, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And... We also have our email, dorkyanddesperate at gmail.com. Send us an email. Give us your love, your hate, your problems, and we may or may not respond to them. (laughs) Give us your money, and we will respond saying thanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful week wherever you are. And like always, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.